Where we're going, we don't need roads. Tell you my story, man. I'm drunk, show up. Beautiful, I'm drunk. You talk. Give me two. Film. Our first film in our movies movies category. I'm so excited for this one. Yeah. You know what it is? Did I tell you? Yes. I did tell you. Oh, good. Excellent. It <laughs> is... It. Stephen King's It. 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 Yes. So, um, well, let's, let's talk about the, um, the film very briefly from a high-level point of view, and then we can talk about what we think, yeah? Yeah, please. Uh, look, I think generally the way this is always going to go is you're going to be fairly high-level. Yep. Until I drag you down into the mud. Okay. All right. Yeah. Until everyone gets bored. All right. <laughs> so look, this is the uh, unbelievably the first uh, big screen adaptation of this uh, source uh, novel by Stephen King. Would you mind just pass me a beer, please? Oh, okay. I was on a roll there. Sorry, I you know didn't want to interrupt, but you've got the the ice and the beer right next to you. Thank there, you very much. There you go, mate. Enjoy that. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> Just open it up so I can get, no. get on a roll. Have you seen um, uh, Penguins of the Madagascar? Penguins? Oh, uh, the like director video? No, sequel? I went to the movies. Oh, uh, no. It was big. I, my, my kids are not young anymore, so. Right. Anyway, sorry, there's a, they Cheetos a lot. Oh, or yeah. these other things called Puffies or whatever they're oh, called. Oh, yeah, I've seen that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and every time the guy talks, he eats it. Yeah. So I was just waiting for you to start talking. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, let's go. Let's get on with this. All right. So yeah, it's uh, amazing to be uh, seeing this on the big screen for the first time, and uh, it's directed by Andy Machetti, who uh, directed Mama, the um, the little creeper that came out a couple of years ago uh, with uh, with uh, called Mama. It has uh, stars Bill Bill Skarsgård, who plays uh, Pennywise, the clown, uh, filling big shoes with um, Tim Curry's yeah uh, yeah Pennywise yeah. It has uh, Jaden Lieberher and Finn Wolfhard, who uh, was in Stranger Things last year, uh, and he plays one of the uh, kids in the Loser Club, Losers Club. So, um, what, what do we know about this? Stephen King wrote his um, wrote the novel and released it in 1986. So he wrote it between 81 and 85, and released it in 1986. There was a telly movie, a two-part telly movie that was um, made and um, aired in 1990. It's funny, I saw that, and I I forgot that it was actually a telly movie though. Like, mm. yeah, they did yeah. a lot of those back then, didn't they? Telly yeah, movies, they so. did. And you know, it was probably a little bit edgy for a telly movie back then, you know. But yeah. um, really, let's face it. Although I love that telly movie because I watched it at the right age. Yeah. Um, the only really good thing to come out of that telly movie was uh, Tim Curry's Pennywise. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. And now they finally um, made the um, big screen adaptation. Now, so this cost $30 million to make. Really? That was a budget. That's that's quite cheap. It's pretty good, yeah. And uh, it's a Warner Brothers film and they have very, very high hopes on this. It it's, um, has a lot of buzz behind it from a box office point of view, so they're yeah. expecting big financial uh, When you're spending 30, 30 mil on something like that, 
Uh, I mean, they've marketed hard, and I know that you'll talk about that later in your box office, but um, what, this is going to – it changes a little bit of how my review is skewed. Oh, right, okay. Well, Just a little bit because – 30 mil is uh, really, I mean, you know, in today's terms of making films that are marketed this heavily, yeah. generally you're not going to get a $30 million film. So, um, yeah, uh, Warner Brothers are expecting to for this to be over a $100 million hit uh, in the US. I'm talking US domestic. So just to put that into perspective, yeah. there is about 10 to 11 R-rated horror films only that have grossed over $100 million in the history of film. Okay. So if this does over $100 million, it'll join that club of 10 or 11 films. Wow. That's, can, yeah. Can you think of some of those uh, R-rated horror films that might be over $100 million? Bucks? Saw? No. Oh, well, I'm off, I'm <laughs> off already. Yeah. Uh, yes. Hostel? No. Oh. They're all big, big horror movies. I'm naming they're, ones but they're that probably I really like. Yeah. million, yeah. Oh, right. so we're heading back down to like uh, the 70s and 80s with like not really. Michaels number or? one is a 70s film, but no, there's some modern horror. In I there. know Blair Witch would be in the Blair 10, Witch because I there. remember that yep. Blair yeah. Witch was in there. Definitely. That off. That did, um, that, the that's, ring? Num- that's number three, actually. Blair Witch. Yeah, the Ring. No, but that oh would probably God. be like 11 or 12. But all of these ones that I love, and they're not uh, up there. I mean, Event Horizon. No. Uh, I'll, gi- I'll give you some. So the yeah. top 10 um, largest gross for an R-rated uh, horror film is, number one is The Exorcist. Uh, so I said 78. Yeah, no. I said there was, there was one and no, that was it. One. So that, that did $232 million and that's not even inflated. So that's yeah. huge, right? Number two is a, a modern mm-hmm. horror in Get Out. Right, yeah, I haven't seen that, but uh looks all right. Yeah, so Get Out did $175 million. <laughs> Obviously worked very, very well in North America. Yeah. Uh, number three was Blair Witch Project, which you uh, said. Yeah. Uh, number four is The Conjuring. Makes sense. Uh, yeah, we spoke about that privately, haven't we? I haven't seen that. And you said, I have to see it. Yeah, it's a great modern horror. I'm, yeah. I'm not a massive fan of modern horror, to be honest. Mm. I, I love the kind of 80s uh, icons, but um, yeah, this is great. Yeah. Uh, Paranormal Activity is number five. Oh, yeah, I mean, see, that was like a, a poor man's Blair Witch for me. Yeah, I agree. Anyway. Uh, well, number one was kind of a little bit inventive, but yeah. Uh, number, uh, the next one is Interview with a Vampire. Oh, okay. I mean, class they, horror, I guess I, it is. I guess Gothic back, horror. Especially back then it was a, yeah. a horror, wasn't it? Yeah, enjoyed that film. Uh, and then we have, look, I won't go through all, I got, we've got a few screams in there, Scream 1 and 2. And yeah, Conjuring well, 2 as happy well. Happy Scream 1 and 2. Yeah. So this has the potential you were, to... Just you and I. You and I saw Scream 1 at a, at a um, preview screening. Yeah. Oh, I love that film. Back a long so time. Much. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I still love that film today. Because we didn't great. really know that much about it at the time. Well, and no, not It was at all. just... Where's you, know, you and I are just young lads at the time. And uh, that, that was everything that we were. That reunited horror, the horror genre. <laughs> I could talk about this for an hour. Okay. But I won't. We won't. Okay, that's, that's good. Yeah, so I'm just um, letting you know that this movie um, has very high expectations and and from all accounts is tracking very well at the moment. So listen, we um, before we give our full review, we actually have probably uh, a regular um, movie analyst that we you know like to call up and from time to time. And uh, his name is um, Shane A. Bassett and uh, he's a movie analyst and movie critic and he... Um, 
he does uh, you know a local newspaper and radio and uh, in the Sydney areas and Central Coast area of New South Wales, Australia. And we just thought it'd be nice to to kind of dial him in occasion. We'll be dialing a lot of people in from you know all over the industry and and friends and and people who might know about whatever we're talking about, whatever topic we're talking about at the time. And we thought that uh, it'd be good to get Shane on the line and just get his thoughts as well on the film. Um, yeah, so let's want to do that. Yeah, we'll give him a call. So we're just uh, dialing in Shane, our uh, movie analyst. Hello. Hey, Shane, it's uh, Jason and Sean. How are you, mate? Very good, guys. How's the night been so far? Uh, you know, uh, Jason's been talking a lot about himself. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's nothing unusual. Oh, come on, guys, come on. So listen, we've, uh, we're just talking about Stephen King's It. Sean, did you want to maybe... Yeah, look, Talk about you know, what you thought, or it was a little bit late for the the, the screening. It was at eleven a.m. Oh, so you actually missed the opening, or no, no, I got there in time, okay. but I was, you know, I was rushing. You were stressed. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you know what is interesting about an eleven a.m. horror screening? No one's there. No. Uh, well, there were a few people in. It's a little bit scary in itself, but you're expecting it almost at eleven a.m. to watch something like Bob the Builder. <laughs> so you kind of be you're caught unaware. As to what actually happens, and if any blood comes out, things like that, it's actually quite shocking. Yeah, right, because you, you're in 11 a.m. body mode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, still have, <laughs> I, I haven't had any alcohol yet. It hasn't hit midday yet. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so I'm sitting on my first coffee. But anyway, you know, I'm on the way to the cinema. I actually realized that I was really excited for this film. Yeah. All I could picture was, you know, that little uh, scene in the trailer uh, with the um, the gutter and the drain. And Classic scene. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. Classic scene in the book, of course. Yep. Yeah. And uh, the uh, telly movie. <laughs> yeah, so that, that, that was brilliant. So uh, all the way through, I was thinking, okay, I'm excited for this. I, don't, I hope that's a good thing. Um, then I sat down for the trailers and American Assassin came on, as we were speaking about earlier. Yeah, nice. Now, American Assassin, uh, you know, I knew a little bit about it going in. You told me you, you were seeing it. Um, so I knew that it was a good omen. This is a great film. <laughs> this okay. is going to be a great film for me. Yep. Then I got to the point. I can't uh, help but feel that this is going downhill <laughs> at some stage. <laughs> and then I got to the part where um, I just thought, in what world does a parent allow a little kid in what is obviously a very gloomy neighbourhood. <laughs> to go play with his boat. <laughs> with a mother sitting there playing, you know, this ominous music on a piano on some sort of depressant pill, no doubt, <laughs> uh, not paying attention to her son. Who, who lets their child out in a, a rainstorm where, you know, flash flooding is about to happen? So you spent the next two and a half hours <laughs> not being able to get past that, didn't you? This is what I'm saying. You can't have coffee before you go and see a, a, a film to have an overactive <laughs> mind, right? Um, no, but, but honestly, in the end, that opening scene was perfect. It, it, it really said to me what I was in for. Yeah. Because as I said... I expected Bob the Builder just because I was there at 11 a.m. And, uh, you know, without giving anything away too much, but the, the, the end to that scene is quite horrific. And uh, oh, So we have a rule here, uh, Pod, so, uh, and Shane as well, mate. Uh, so when a movie has just been released at the movies, a la It, uh, open yesterday in Australia, um, we will not 
give you spoilers on the film, okay? Only if it's a couple of weeks old. If it's been out for three or four weeks, we might yep. give you a little bit of a taste in spoilers. But So today will be a spoiler-free uh, review, if that's okay with everyone. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so basically, I, I'm going to go into a few things after you guys talk, talk about it because it is more sort of points in the film. Okay. But my overall review of it is I think that they melded uh, uh, this coming-of-age story really well with um, the amount of horror um, there is. Now, there are some timing issues because the film is, was it was over two hours. Um, and uh, Yeah, it's, uh, it runs in its uh, two... 05, I think. 205? Or 215. 135 minutes. Yeah, 215. Yeah, 215. So it is a fair length, really. And and um, actually, speaking of length, when I heard that it was running for 215, I was kind of excited by that because I, I couldn't help but feel that they were going to punch out this 93-minute crammed version of a 1,200-page book. <laughs> you know what I mean? And when I heard that it was 215, I was actually pleasantly happy with that and... So I'll roll into my feelings a little bit. I won't go into full detail, Shane, until we until you do your thing. But um, so, firstly, as I've mentioned before, I couldn't believe in the first five minutes. I was so excited because I couldn't believe I was finally seeing Stephen King's It on the big screen. Uh, I read this book when I was fourteen, and that was uh, thirty years ago <laughs> for those playing at home. Yeah, and, uh, and I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the uh, the horror elements and uh, the coming of age story, and then obviously I um, I had the nineteen nineties, you know, three hour two part telly movie, um, which was at the time was was great, and it was uh, gave me a little bit of a hit, you know. But um, yeah, we're uh, what are we twenty seven years on from that, and here I am finally seeing this on the big screen for the first time. So that in itself, I was very excited for this film, you know. Uh, all in all, I won't uh, drag on about it, but all in all, I love this film and I thought it was excellent and I, I thought um, the director gave the, the source, the TLC, that it's deserved. And when I say that, I mean that he fleshed out the characters, he spent time with the character development, he spent time with the um, the coming-of-age story of it and he didn't hold any punches with the horror or the, the creepiness or the gore. Um, I'm a horror purist, as we talked about earlier, and I was happy. You know, now there's going to be, I've, I've heard a few people walk out going, oh, it wasn't as scary as I thought it would be. Well, what's scary? That That's a subjective terminology. It depends on what scares you, right? Yeah. I mean, so, that's the point of the point of it. Yeah. And the actual fact, the, the, the book, the Stephen King book is very much a coming of age story first which was plugged in with your own nightmare second, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, all in all, I was very happy. I, I thought uh, Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise had big shoes to fill and I thought he was excellent. And I thought, obviously, he was complemented with modern CGI, which uh, Tim Curry obviously didn't really have. But uh, that, I think, was a compliment to, to him. But all in all, um, I thought this film was – I just loved – I loved every minute of it. I do agree it was a little bit kind of – the length – I was feeling the length a little bit at the end, but I was happy. I was invested. So I was happy to uh, sit there and continue watching it and can't wait for the um, chapter two. Shane, what, what do you think? Well, I agree with both of you, both of you um, except uh, I did see it at a 10 a.m. screening and I wasn't even <laughs> thinking of Bob, Bob the Builder. <laughs> 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 that's, that's funny, but, you know, the opening scene, without sort of saying anything at all, it... You know, it surprised me 
not the just the effect that it had because it did scare me. But I, you know, I thought it might have been like Jaws. We, you know, you don't see the shark until yeah. halfway through the movie. I really didn't think we would see Pennywise so soon. So that kind of got me and jolted me at the beginning. I loved the cast. I do think the adults were just. I know. Just as a disclaimer, too, I've never read the book. Oh, okay. I have, yeah, I haven't either. No, right. I haven't read the book. Like, yeah. So I had nothing to refer it to, and. I have seen the 1990 television series that Tim Curry played Pennywise in, but not for, you know, over a decade. So I really don't think I could do it justice by comparing this new movie to that either. Uh, And at two hours and 15 minutes, Jay, I could have done with another half an hour. I really, really was invested and got into it so much. The young cast were basically unknowns. I did recognise a couple of them, but, you know, generally... You had You've got, stars there. Yeah, you've got Finn cool. Wolfhard from um, from uh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things, yeah. He had all the best lines and delivered them and to perfection. A, of course, there's Australian Nicholas Hamilton. Uh, he was he was looked like a young Kevin Bacon to me. Yeah, uh, I thought he was great as the as the main bad guy there, the real tough kid. Well, he was tough on the outside anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, it, was more creepy than scary though. Yes. And I I love my horror. I'm not quite as much as you, Jay, of course. You're the aficionado, but I do love my horror movies, but this one was definitely in the creepy category <laughs> rather than I yeah. wasn't too petrified. Although ne- never having a phobia phobia of clowns, I'm definitely <laughs> thinking twice now. Well, uh, that that's actually a good uh, thought there because if you do have a phobia of clowns or you just do not like horror films, you might want to stay away from this film, to be honest. But if, yeah. you, if you don't mind horror films and you have no problem with clowns and you like Stand By Me and A Nightmare on Elm Street, do yourself a favour. This is a nice – and Stranger Things, of course, but we always say that. And The Goonies, yeah, exactly. I actually thought that, uh, yeah, that, that kid that um, played the, you know, the new kid in town, uh, he would have done a perfect shuffle truffle. Shuffle truffle? The Goonies, you know, the – Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, what was his acting name? <laughs> he would have been uh, perfect uh, in that yeah. role. <laughs> and I thought, now's the time to put the Goonies forward because, you know, you, we've, we've found him. That's who you wait for. You can, you can make all the other guys and just bring them in, but you have so to have the perfect. So Sean's talking about uh, Jeremy Ray Taylor who plays the, uh, the, you know, slightly chubby guy in uh, It and he's referring to the chubby guy <laughs> in Go- Goonies, yeah. And yes. what's, what's the, uh, is it? Tummy chubby roll, tummy roll in Goonies. What do they call it? I thought it was a shuffle, yeah. shuffle, but you know, yeah, the... I can't remember exactly, but I know, <laughs> know what you're talking about. I, yeah. I think we all need to get together to watch the Goonies again. <laughs> so, uh, whenever you can't remember every line, I think that's the point where you're okay. Yeah, another watch. Um, can I just get down to the nitty gritty of this sure, film for a second? Because everyone's being so positive about it, yep. and you know that's great. I love it, but I feel that if you cut out. Every scene with a floating balloon, you could have saved half an hour and given yourself, uh, Shane, that extra half hour you wanted. Um, (laughs) Because, you know, there were one or two scenes with a floating balloon, set the scene, love it, great. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, You know, I actually didn't expect to see uh, Pennywise so early, but when I did, I I found I was really excited. I was more than that sort of rock star sort of, yes, you know, this is great. Um, But... The balloons, like they just kept going to them, and I just thought, this is at now, this is not scary. 
And every time I see a balloon, I'm just like, well, you've just take, taken me out of a scene that was with that guy you mentioned was like the Kevin Bacon type character. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you mentioned his name, Jeremy. I don't know the kids' names. Okay. Um, he plays Ben. Yeah, no, they were having a really intense scene and this car drives by and, and you know, here's another balloon. Great. Scary. Ooh. Um, so that, that I started getting annoyed with the, the balloons. And then... I know that uh, I'll say it. It's all about the individual, like what what fear does Phobias. each person yeah, yeah. have? So yeah. Pennywise is only one part of someone's yeah. Yeah, right. Phobia, yeah. Um, but even then, I just started drifting off every time because, and maybe this is age. I don't know. You guys are, are happy, I guess, to to see it. You can comment now. But I just started getting bored knowing that they weren't going to get hurt. You know what I mean? Knowing like, that they weren't going to get hurt. What do you mean? Well, because each kid knew... had their own individual scary right. moment. Yeah. And that was just, it was so run of the mill that I knew that it was just a scary moment. It was just going to be some weird. Sca- like like you know, a nightmare on street and flatliners. But yeah, the, you know what? I, I don't want to argue. <laughs> and I, do, I do agree with you to a point, but I don't think it was run of the mill. Yeah, no, I, I. I mean, you, you saw Pennywise. I mean, yeah, sure, he was in the drains and in the darkness, but he was also in the woods in daylight. And that's not often that you see a horror film with <laughs> like an ent- he's an entity basically yeah. uh, in daylight in the woods. And I thought that was a really good, you know, difference. Oh, oh no, I'll, like, I'll agree. Whenever whenever I saw Pennywise as Pennywise, I it doesn't matter where I saw him. Every time yeah. he showed himself, I love like loved it. Yeah, he was a great character. Look, I mean, and let, let's, loved him. Let, let's be true. The, the the source was written in, you know, released in 1986, written between 1981 and 1985. You know, it, it's not going over old territory. It's, this is the source. This is in the book. All of this stuff is in the book. Pennywise during the day in the woods is in the book. You know, it's all there. Yeah. So yeah. they're just being true to the to the original novel, which I thought was, you know. Oh, no, definitely. They really paid tribute and homage to it and, uh, but they did manage to bring it into, you know, modern horror. But if they're going to look to get over 100 million, as you're yeah. saying, to get into that top 10, because we did a top 10 of horrors before Shane, so we're just looking at if they're going to get over 100 million to get to top 10, you're not banking on people that have read the Stephen, Stephen King novel. You're not. You're so, banking on the red balloon as marketing. Yeah. <laughs> so you're banking on people who don't care where it came from. They just want a good film. Sure. So this is where I'm coming from is okay. like I haven't read the book. I I did. Same as you, Shane. Uh, the miniseries was a while ago, which I, I'm sure I enjoyed when I was younger. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and everyone tells me that I've enjoyed it since, you know what I mean? Because everyone's like, oh, Tim Curry was great. I just don't remember it that well. So well, I went into this film just wanting a film, no, no attachment to anything. So yeah. I'm – so. <laughs> that's an interesting perspective, you know, because yeah. I don't have that. So, yeah. So little things like um, every time they left their bike in the middle of the road, I just thought, where do they live? That like cars don't drive down the road and get was, angry with them. It was a cul-de-sac. <laughs> How many roads did they go down though? Like, and they just whenever they decided to get off and chase someone, they all just dump the bike on the road. It was a battle axe, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> That's the see. That was just so goonies. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and like another thing, like you were just saying, like yeah, weren't the adults? I mean, this was happening over a long, long period of time. This town is known for missing persons. Wouldn't you think <laughs> the adults would try and do something about it? They don't seem to. It's like it's not spoken. I mean, I'm really interested in that part because I wanted to talk about one of my things I wanted to talk about was the uh, parallels between A Nightmare on Elm Street and It. 
as I was watching it, I just felt that, well, hey, Pennywise is exactly like Freddy Krueger, just bringing, he's a nightmare, right? And the and remember the adults in, in um, A Nightmare on Street were the reason that the kids, the teenagers were getting um, haunted by Freddy, right? Yeah. It was not dissimilar to, to it. So then as I was watching it, I just, and even um, the director paid tribute to A Nightmare on Street in it. If you remember, this isn't giving any spoilers away, guys, but just uh, the camera pans down from a, from a bird's eye shot past the cinema and A Nightmare on Elm Street 5 Five. is playing, yeah. right? Yes, So he's a, there's, Yeah, there's two things I want to talk about here. Number one is the timeline that the director chose. So in the book, it's 1958. It's in the summer of 1958, right? In the telly movie, for whatever reason, it's the summer of 1960, so they're close enough. Same era, yeah? yeah. In this, it's the summer of 1989, yeah? Sure. Which isn't even 27 years past 1958. Anyway, that's just me being OCD, OCD but um, yeah, so uh, <laughs> what was I saying? <laughs> I know. As you were saying that, I'm thinking well, you're getting I, lost. I think they, I, you know what? No, I think the, the filmmakers might have decided to change the, the period, the, the years, because of the success, maybe, of Stranger Things. Do you think? Yeah, yeah, oh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, and bring it into the 80s. I mean, because, you know, you mix the Goonies of Stranger Things and that was pretty much this coming-of-age story, right? Yeah. And if you look closely, uh, I think his name was Bill, who, like, the older brother, because he's, uh, you know, the Georgie was yeah, the yeah, brother Bill. we saw at the start. On his wall, on his bedroom wall, we saw, a, a, well, I did, I don't know if you spotted it, a Gremlins poster. Yeah, I saw it. And a Beetlejuice poster. Oh, yeah, I didn't nice. see that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So both Warner Brothers, and of course, it has uh, been released by Warner Brothers. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Well, yeah. So my point there was, it was interesting that they just took it into the eighties. But I think you're right, Shane. I think the the Stranger Things is certainly you know uh, very much pop culture at the time at the moment. But the other thing is, so because of the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, parallels, I then looked at, I wanted to look at who wrote what first, right? Sure. Yeah. So a Nightmare on Elm Street came out in 1984. Right, so I'm sure Wes Craven was writing a Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, in uh, 1982, 1983, got it greenlit, started filming, released in 1984, that kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So Stephen King started writing it in 1981 and released and finished in 1985, just after Nightmare, yeah, and released in 1986. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it's, it is because they're really similar stories. They really are. Yeah. But I never really thought about that until I saw this. Uh... Well, I guess, yeah, because if you think about the way that, um, you know, when they are in their individual moments, if, uh, you know, if they've taken out, uh, their focus is taken away from Pennywise, and they sort of break out of that moment, very much like if you were woken up from your nightmare. Yeah, and they, yeah, all, yeah. And they all band together at the end to take on Freddy and, you know, and the parents yeah. are all morons and... Um, can I uh, have you ever been uh, Shane? Have you been to America to see uh, and seen like just a um, a film in a you know just a cinema in New York or something like that? No, no preview, just an opening night or something like that. Or I saw Heat on New Year's Day, opening day. Oh yeah, wow. Heat back, back in the mid nineties. So Whereabouts? That's always, oh, and you know what? Unfortunately, I also saw Jumanji. Hey, nothing wrong with Jumanji. Day. I was a child when they came out, so I loved it, and I take offence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, I have, yeah. Why, why is that? Um, because uh, every – I've had, you know, multiple experiences over there just through travels and that, and uh, yeah. every time I've been in a cinema that's been packed, 
people over there love to throw popcorn and yell at the screen and, and they interact. Be, yeah, yeah, interact yeah. with the movie. Yeah. It's, I've, I've been to a lot of films over there where they haven't done that. Yep. But generally on the opening nights or, or where the passionate fans they stand are going. and clap and Yeah, they, yeah everything. Yeah. They carry on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I actually f- wish that I was in, at an American cinema for this film because this did all the classic things that, you know, the film We Love Scream yeah. uh, made fun of and sort of where they kept separating. And I know that they separated so many times in this film that I wanted to stand up with, you know, the 10 people around me and scream out, you know, stop separating! (laughs) (laughs) Why are you running up the stairs? Yeah, exactly. And I know that... I know that if I was in a cinema in the States on this opening night watching a film that everybody would have been going, yeah, what are you doing? And it would have been this, this big sort of communal love fest for this film because I don't hate the fact that they're separating. It's a movie. Yeah. And they do this in, go in with horror. It. Yeah, just, go with just it. Just go with it. But I wanted to enjoy that fact with other people going, ha ha, they're running away from each other. They're going to die, idiots. <laughs> you know, that sort of <laughs> feedback. So that, that was one thing. The other thing, and it's uh, it's my second last point, but chapter one. Yes. That came up at the end. Yeah, so it's interesting you say that because I had I was at a screening where people kind of audibly not um, were disappointed with the chapter one at the end. When I come up at chapter one at the end, I heard some grunts and ooh, hmm. I guess, right? Um, but, I mean, this is – I always, when I saw the trailer for the first time – I said to myself, where are the adults? This has to be chapter one only, part one. Mm-hmm. Why aren't they advertising it as part one? And they haven't. No. Because I guess it can be a standalone, right? Yeah, no. They, uh, as a, a film critic, I can tell you that I knew it was a chapter one and, and it was uh, there was a reason that they actually didn't advertise it and they didn't put it on the screen until the very end. This, this is no spoiler or anything, but, you, you know, it was a four, it's a four. I think they've already filmed that's chapter two or pretty much I don't think they have Shane I don't think they have because I think they're still casting the adults so it's in it's in two parts the novel is in two parts the first part it's it's intermixed within the novel but the first part is them as uh, in 1958 and the second part is 27 years when they're adults when they're in their Uh, 40s and so yeah I always knew it was going to be a second part to it so they haven't cast their adult counterparts yet I know that for a fact because they're all having fun with oh, who would be the best Who would adult. be yeah. who? Yeah. All right, then. Well, uh, they're just – I think the, the producers and the filmmakers are just playing games then because they weren't. They didn't want to announce it and I think that's a really good move that they didn't. It's surprising people and it will get people all psyched up for the next part. Yeah, look, I, I didn't have any complaints with it. I just – I as I said, I haven't seen everything for a long time and I haven't read a whole lot about it. Yeah. Um, Shane, I like to generally go into films not knowing a whole lot about them. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, and yeah. So you know, I consider. I mean, you're a f- you're a film critic, so you're probably fed a lot of information as well. So it's harder for you to try and dodge what you need to dodge. Yeah, um, it's very hard. <laughs> and I'm the I'm same as well. Fist of it, but it is very hard sometimes. I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, whereas you know, uh, I can I can dodge things you know fairly easily, uh, which yeah. is good. Um, so yeah, so I went into this and didn't realize. So when it came up, yeah, there's certainly no complaints. I just thought, oh, okay, that makes sense. I could I could see another one of these. I couldn't do another half hour like like you were suggesting, but I could definitely do another film. I don't know. That's weird, but yeah, no, that's not weird. I I mean I I understand the uh, there were so many characters 
that were in it, and they did a really good job of fleshing out their different individual personalities, but I just maybe wanted that little bit more, especially, I think, Beverly. Uh, her situation, which um, won't, we won't talk about, is kind of controversial for her age. Yeah, and I yeah don't, very. I, I don't know how dark it went in the book, but it goes pretty dark in the movie, and I wasn't expecting that either. So, yeah. you know, it's a bit of controversy. I don't. I don't know what you mean. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we well, and, and she also she, they made a reference to it, but she looks a lot like Molly Ringwald. Oh yeah, well. doesn't she? What a great call. Huh? When, when they said that, I, oh, yeah, I was inside up. cheering. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. I, I love the coming of age story uh, part of the story so much that yeah, I was happy to see more of that. And um, you lost a little bit of that in the last act uh, until the very last scene, really. But um, I was happy to watch that part of the movie as, as much as I'm willing to give. It was, it was very Stand By Me, very Goonies, as we've talked about, Stranger Things. Um, yeah, so it was uh, – now, what, what we do here, Shane, is um, just before you got on, we are talking about our, our rating system. Okay. And we rate movies a little bit differently uh, on this pod. So we, we don't really give it five stars, four stars or anything like that. Uh, we feel that every movie or TV kind of has a place, but it depends on, you know, maybe uh, urgency or uh, where you want to watch it kind of thing, right? So quickly, our rating system is um, uh, watch it at the cinema, which means you've got to watch it straight away on the big screen. So that obviously is giving it uh, – uh, props and compliments all around. Um, our second tier would be home entertainment, so maybe just wait for three months and watch it on Blu-ray or or rent it uh, on iTunes or whatever. Yeah. Our, our third tier is a digital subscription, so a cheaper way of uh, watching content where it's all you can eat. So it could be Netflix or Hulu or um, Stan in Australia. Uh, our next tier is in transit, so you you know we're saying that. You've, you've got all this time to yourself on a plane or on a train or maybe you're commuting on a bus and you just temporarily download one of these. So that is also a tier where you can recommend to watch it. Uh, the next tier would be free to wear. So you're willing to watch it with, you know, commercial breaks and <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> late Jesus night. Christ, you're getting worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that, is that your interpretation? Okay, yeah. But everything has its place. And then okay. the next – and then the, I, I didn't say down, but the next tier is simply don't watch it. Go, <laughs> go out of your way to don't watch, right? So it is kind of like a, a five-star review. But, yeah we're, yeah, we're just making it our own and everything has a place. So, uh, Jason, what do you uh, what do you give this film? So, I give uh, Stephen King's "It" uh, rush out and see it at the cinema tomorrow. Big screen, you'll love it. Okay, uh, Shane, do you think you're ready to adapt to that system? <laughs> <laughs> very, very much so. Uh, I say, uh, run, don't walk uh. to the cinema. And at all costs, it's beautifully filmed in widescreen, and it's got a great soundtrack, and it looks good. I totally recommend seeing it on the big screen at the cinema. Sean, what about you? Uh, so I'm going to do something slightly controversial, Ooh. and I'm just going to say that um, uh, films of it and uh, people under 25 go and see this film at the cinema, and everybody else can grab it on Blu-ray for home entertainment. Okay, that, that's a fair call, but what did you think? Uh, 
I loved every scene with Pennywise, and I could I could chop those up and watch them all at the cinema about five more times. How good was uh, <laughs> How good was uh, Skarsgård? He was just great. I just loved everything yeah. that he did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. big shoes to fill too, you know. Even the way that he pronounced pronounced his words, mm. uh, especially in that opening scene. Oh, he he was great at articulating what he had to say, Pennywise. Uh, that actor talked with his eyes as well. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, was, so good. Was great. And how were the? Go, sorry, with my rating system too. If you're afraid of clowns, maybe I do recommend watching it on Blu-ray during the day, but. <laughs> there, you, there you have it guys So uh, Shane, the uh, movie analyst Has said listen, you can watch it on Blu-ray As well during the day if you have a phobia Of clowns, which is, what's that phobia Called? <laughs> Clown phobia <laughs> uh, I, I should have looked it up Alright Shane, it's been amazing uh, Having you uh, <laughs> Yeah, can we have? Can we call you up Maybe, you know, once a fortnight Or you know, on a semi-regular basis Are you okay with that? Absolutely Absolute pleasure, guys. This is, I wish I could have joined you sooner. So tonight has been fantastic and a privilege. Thank you for having me. And, of course, I would love to join you both again. Amazing. Can I, can I ask very quickly, uh, where can um, our listeners uh, find you? Okay. So on Instagram and Twitter, my handle is movieanalyst. So that's at movie underscore analyst. I write for the Newcastle Herald, Central Coast Express, and I'm on a on a few radio stations around the country. But best best place to get me is on Twitter or Instagram, and I keep it all movie related. Amazing! Awesome. Right, well, thank you so much, Shane, and uh, we'll we'll see you uh, yeah in a couple of weeks. Thanks, guys. Thanks, all mate. Thanks, mate. See, see you, Shane. Well, there you go. That was good. Hey, very interesting. He's a great guy. Uh, yeah. Very knowledgeable and uh, obviously feeds into the industry. Yeah, um, he knows his stuff. Uh, yeah, definitely. He loves his back catalogue as well. We, we spend hours talking about, <laughs> about stuff. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like the show, why don't you head on down to Facebook or Instagram and look up Off Topic with Two Drunk Guys. You'll find us there. We're going to be throwing up some extra content. Or if you just want to have a general chat, write to us to let us know how you feel about the show or any suggestions. Why don't you email us at twodrunkguysofftopic at gmail.com. Oh, look at that. Emails already. And so as not to forget, Facebook, Instagram, Off Topic with Two Drunk Guys. See you next week. Wait, wait, wait. You forgot Shane Bassett, our movie extraordinaire and all-round nice guy. He's our in-house movie critic. You can reach him on Twitter and Insta at movie underscore analyst. <laughs>